What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Well, Ronis, you and I got to spend a week hanging out together at the FSGA. We did not podcast at all for anybody, and I feel like uh, I feel like we got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It was definitely a fun week in Vegas. Well, it wasn't a week, but good time. You know, we don't really get to see each other much. I think it's the first time in two years. Obviously, a lot of people have been going through that and since we live in different states and work from home, it's even more rare that we get to see each other. So, you know, it was good to see you and see some of the people in the company that I've never met, including you. I mean, you worked with some of them for a long time and never even met them. You know, I've been with Alarm now a little over two years. Uh, so it was good to see uh, a bunch of people and some other people that I know in the industry that I haven't seen for a while. So it was definitely a good time. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I like the FSGA, you know, the way it it, it kind of sets down. It's, it was a little weird for me this time around. And I, I think probably the same for you. A lot of content guys who we we usually tend to see, we don't. You know, this conference was definitely centered around gaming. It was definitely centered, centered around the, uh, the, the, the betting aspect of things. And, you know, while we take place with all of that, you know, a lot of the fantasy content people who we usually see at these events um, weren't there primarily also because we didn't do any kind of a draft. I, it felt really, it felt really weird, like not doing a draft. Yeah, no, there are, that is the, there's some good points there. We talked about that. There were a lot of people that I usually see there that were not there, uh, definitely on the content side. There weren't many. So there were a lot of faces that I was unfamiliar with. So, yeah, it was a little different. And we are used to having you know, a fantasy baseball draft for the FSGA at this event. That did not happen. So it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, we know the world has changed. And even two years later, I mean, we're almost two years uh, since the whole March 2029 shutdown, and it's still not the same in, in some instances. I mean, you know, obviously nothing's the same as it's been in these last two years. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of feel for me, I kind of feel it's normal, um, but everyone handles this differently. And there's still a lot. Well, of oh, it's it's normal. Travel. It's normal as in what, though? I mean, I'm doing what I regularly do, you know, I yeah. uh -huh. go to restaurants and doing things and not afraid to travel. Um, there are people that are will not travel at all. There are, I, you know, I, 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 I get what you're saying and yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, dude. I mean, listen, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to travel and I've already done some, you know, going places. I didn't go to, no, I didn't go to no Cancun, but I mean, you know, Hey, whatever that's, that's on you. Um, <laughs> damn fish canceling. Those shows really bugged me. Um, by the way, my friend works at a hotel near there. His hotel lost a lot of money because he was telling me today, oh, fish rescheduled to be back. And I'm like, wait, they canceled April? He's like, no, the one from December and April. I was like, oh, yeah, because my boy Howard is going for that. And uh, he's uh, looking at the Knicks losing and hoping that they continue. So, yeah, they lost a lot of money on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, everybody does. Once, you know, once once a, a tour gets canceled, the, the amount of money, like, listen, I, I get it. You know, you have you have bands that come through and they play a concert and then they leave. When when fish plays, I mean, it's like a community descends upon that city and that area and stuff like that. So the hotel lost money. 
obviously was what is it the uh, the hotel Pennsylvania across from the garden or is it somewhere it's else? Stewart. Oh, the Stewart. Okay, which is right there too. Yeah. All right. So you know, yeah, the hotels definitely lose. The surrounding restaurants, they're yes. also losing out too. I mean, it's um, it's crazy. I like just you know, the the sheer number of people that are that are there, and you know, and that's just that's just New York City we're talking about. I mean, imagine like you know some of the. Uh, a little bit more remote areas, you know, where like, it's even more glaring. I mean, spring training right now with Arizona and Florida. Oh, right. That's oh man. Geez, we've just gone like a, 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 like a billion different directions here. And I really want to. Like, we never uh, do. We never do that. Never, never. Right. I want to <laughs> I was like, stay on about, course. <laughs> I was like, where did we just come from? Whatever, because I was like, all right. So we talked about things being normal for you and me, but maybe not for other people. And then all of a sudden, it turned, but, you know, nothing's normal. Is it, I mean, can you can you agree? Can we agree with that? Since that that shutdown, what was it? March 2019? 20, 2020. 2020. Right. <laughs> Might as well just add. see. There you go. <laughs> my, my sense of time is garbage garbage and and even more so like when you start talking fantasy baseball and start talking about what happened over the last two seasons i'm like i don't even know how we we even count these stats like it's just it's been so it's that's the, the timeline has just been so uh, you know er, erratic that I, I that's something that i'm having a, a, a tough time like coping with like understanding like when I turn around, I'm like, oh, man, man, what was that, like a year ago? No, Howard, that was like three years ago. Like, that's that's where it, it, it's at for me. And I don't even think it's it's not the weed, right? It's not the weed. It's no. just in general. Could be other drugs, but we won't talk about that. Um, I don't really do a whole lot of other drugs. I know. I'm just I'm just kidding. Hmm. I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm, I've always been very upfront about my drug use. I don't care. Okay, but somebody asked me at the conference about yeah, it. Yes, so I was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he asked me, I was like, yeah, all right. I ended up in like a like a what a 10-minute conversation about ecstasy and MDMA. I missed that part, but I did hear the part about the uh, asking you. So <laughs> right. He asked, and then you were like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> Vendors drug use. That's not what we want. <laughs> not a good impression, right? <laughs> I'm too old to give a shit. Damn it. Um, all right, let's 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 try and let's try and wrangle this in here and let's kind of figure some stuff out. Let's give some semblance of of you know of something for our listeners, just a bit of structure here. We haven't talked, I mean, we haven't done the podcast since before the Super Bowl. Right. You believe that it's been before the Super Bowl that that we haven't been able that we haven't chatted. So let's I, I think we should give some thoughts on that. We definitely need to talk about Allegiant Stadium and how fucking badass that tour was. Right. Shout out to uh, uh, our good friend, uh, Bob Lung. Um, you know, the, you know, conference. Um, I heard that yesterday the slam dunk contest for the NBA was one of the worst anybody's seen. I think you even tweeted something about how bad it was. Yeah, I said, yeah, I basically said slam dunk contest used to be good. I mean, yeah, it it was brutal to watch. Okay, so so we've got a bunch of shit that we got to, you know, we got to make sure that we uh, that that we we cover and copy. And then, you know, we can talk some MLB shit, too. 
even though even though those those guys that how ridiculous is that? How how do you fucking meet for fifteen minutes and then say all right we're done? Yeah, a lot of I mean, look, you hope that it's just posturing and that they eventually come to agreement, but you know you can't count on that. You can't. The one thing in this world right now, you cannot count on intelligence or common sense. I mean, I'll, I'll give an example. There's many, but, and I don't know how much we've talked about this. And I think Charles Barkley just found out about this the other day and went off on it. I didn't see it, but I read about it. Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated. So the law is in New York, he cannot play. But yet players who are unvaccinated on visiting teams can play in New York. How the fuck does that make sense? There's no logic to that. Explain it to me. There's fucking none. So that's the way the world is now. So I don't expect any logic or common sense anywhere. It's been a lost art for many years, and now it's even worse. It's. <laughs> By the way, did you take a COVID test when you came home? From Vegas? No. Yeah. Did I you? did. I did. Oh, did you have a, you have a at home? Test I have, yeah, I got the it. government. Yep. They never sent them to me. I put it in. Uh, you're supposed to get what, four? Uh huh. I never got any. Huh. And this was what, late January? I put it in well, as soon as I found out. Uh, and I have not received anything. Well, my my darling wife, God bless her, you know, she's one of those people where, you know, when, you know, something's going on. You know, if, if 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 there's an outbreak of malaria somewhere and everybody knows that mosquitoes carry malaria and I'm talking about like, you know, like the jungles of South America, that there's a malaria outbreak somehow, some way, a case of mosquito repellent will appear in my house somewhere. Like she's like she's like that sneaky. Right. She'll like, you know, when they first started talking about masks, she was out and she bought masks. I mean, I think even before. That so she's always one of those people who like always has that shit. So we had, in addition to the four that we got free from the government, she had a couple of uh, of home tests uh, as well that she was keeping because, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but you know, wouldn't it just be uh, the government's uh, way to just turn around and be like every test is going to end up coming out negative anyway? Oh, see, we're gone. We're done. There's no more pandemic. I would think it's the opposite. They make every test be positive to cause panic and force more people to take the vaccine. But that's just me. Oh, see, I think I think with the way the yeah, not to get political here, but with the way the Dems are getting the shit beaten out of them right now in the in the public forum, you would think that they would be like, can we cure COVID? That's going to help us in an well, election year. No, we need that, that shit. That is true. A lot of it is politicians. And I think they're seeing the response and like, oh, shit, we almost lost in several states because I know I'm in Jersey and the governor almost lost to a damn truck driver. It was very close. So I do think that is a smelling salt to wake them up and be like, hey, as we get closer to elections, we're going to have to change this. Otherwise, we're not going to get in. So that is absolutely true. So I use one of the other covid test and it still it came out negative you know my my wife has uh, has crohn's disease so it's autoimmune so you know when I, you know if i've traveled i like to you know make sure again you know like she and i we went to vegas together over you know halloween and we both came back and you know the, the symptoms were like glaring but you know just to be on the safe side so i took one uh, and i'm good to go here so all right that makes it good too i was around you a lot you, you, we did. We hung out a bunch, man. We did. We did. 
Oh, all right. So so let's take it back a little bit here. Let's let's wind the clock back. And, you know, Adam and I, uh, when last we left off the Annie Up podcast, um, I believe we we both said I you know, so the bets that I had on the Super Bowl was I had Bengals plus four and a half. I had Rams minus four and I had Rams money line. Those are the three bets that I made. Excuse me, like main bets. I'm not talking props and bullshit like that with where I got like, you know, screwed on every OBJ prop except for the touchdown one because he got hurt and all that nonsense. Um, you know, so that's that's where we were. Um, I don't even necessarily know. Did we even talk about like the game itself? You and I like, did you enjoy the game? Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? What did you do for the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, it was a good game. I went to someone's house a friend of a friend he listens to this podcast uh i will say this is it so, red rum yeah it is actually uh one of his friends um it was cool at the beginning and people were cool but as the uh, game went on they kind of were not watching it or they were like in a corner they were just talking too much uh i was in a position where i was sitting in a chair <laughs> kind of by myself watching the game and uh my friend's wife came over to me and said are you okay i said yeah why because i'm by myself watching a game that's what I'm there for. I'm not. A, not uh, yes, the food is great. I didn't even drink that much. I had one drink. I want to watch the fucking game. That's what I'm there for. I understand these Super Bowl parties become a big deal, but I just want to watch the game. That's what I'm there for. So it was cool. But yeah, I kind of felt like, you know, in the second half, people weren't really paying close attention to the game. Um, I was. So, yeah, we were both on the same thing. We discussed the game. I thought the Bengals would cover. Rams would win. I didn't play the sides, though. I had Odell Beckham first touchdown at plus 900, so I cashed that. I gave that out on Twitter about an hour and a half before the game. I said Beckham first touchdown. Um, I did it the week before, and he didn't cash it. So uh, I did that, and then I hit two parlays. Um, and this is something that I've been doing uh, I don't know how much I've talked about on here, but I, I do this in basketball a little bit. So what I like to do is do the alternate line. So I'll give you an example of one I did on FanDuel. Uh, it was a five-leg parlay. Oh, shit. Uh, I did. Okay. So it was T. Higgins over 68 and a half yards. That was his line. But I like to do these alt lines. So I took Joe Burrow, 250-plus yards passing. That was his alt line because I think the actual line was in the 270s. I took Stafford's down even a little bit more because I felt like the Rams would – be from ahead. Uh, that wasn't the case. They played from behind. Uh, Stafford, 225 plus passing yards. Rams minus two and a half first half spread because I felt like the Bengals kind of get up to slow starts. Rams would start well. And this one is the one that cinched it because if I didn't do this, I lose. Otto Beckham, 50 plus receiving yards. And he had 52 before getting injured. So I cashed oh. that. Yeah. I think I had him at like 60 and a half receiving yards. That was the line, though. That was not an alt line. That was the actual oh, line. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I had him. So oh, then, right. and then on DraftKings, what I did was something similar as well. I did, uh, let me find it as I scroll through my losing bets from the three-point contest from last night. <laughs> <laughs> Just to full clarity, I don't win all the time, as we always talk about. Um, okay, so the one on DraftKings I did was Joe Burrow over 254 and a half passing yards. Stafford over 249 and a half passing yards, alternate total points over 38 and a half, and the Rams first half line minus one and a half. That was plus 270. The FanDuel Sportsbook one, I think, was plus three, plus 400. So, again, not huge, but 
And I've been doing it in NBA a little bit too. Um, again, they don't always cash. And I've always said parlays are not profitable. But if you have a little extra money and you want to do one of these same game parlays, um, I'll in basketball, what I do is I look for like one of the highest scoring games of the night. It's been a lot like, okay, here's one that's eight, eight pick parlay plus 400 I did recently. Um, and if those that follow the NBA, when they hear these points, they'll understand it. So it was the Blazers Bulls. Uh, Bulls have been playing poor defense lately. Blazers have made a lot of changes. They haven't been great defensively all year. And the Bulls have just been lights out. So it's Anthony Simons, 16 points or more. CJ McCollum, 15 points or more before he was traded. DeRozan, 20 plus points or more. And he's been fucking scoring 30 for like five, six straight games. Levine, 15 points or more. Simons, four assists or more. McCollum, three assists or more. Simons, four three-pointers or more. And McCollum, two three-pointers. And all hit. So I'm taking like the alternate lines. And yeah, you can, you know, you can, anywhere between plus 200, plus five, 600 for par A. You put a little money down. Why not? Again, I they're not always going to hit, but doing these alt lines and just piling them up, uh, I've had some success. But again, just don't do it all the time because it's uh it's not always going to work out. I have some that have lost as well. Um, like I'm looking here, six picks, and I hit four out of six. That's a loss. So you know, again, if you have a little extra money, you want to get that that. Profit of plus 300, plus 400, that's something you can do. If I had a little extra money, and that's exactly what I'd be doing. I'd be trying to play around with that instead of, like, sitting here wasting money at, like, DFS NASCAR. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Happy Daytona 500 day, everybody. Denny Hamlin in all my lineups, and he crashed. Thanks. Well, yeah, I, I don't know much about NASCAR, but I always heard Daytona 500 is wild that you're better off betting on like the long shots because there's so many crashes. Yeah, 100 percent. That is a 100 percent correct. I just I built some uh, some some lineups here for uh, for FanDuel and I'm looking at you know, Denny Hamlin's out, William Byron, he's out, um, you know, from this like whatever eight car crash. Uh, De- Dennis, uh, what's his name? Su- yeah, Daniel Suarez. I don't even know if this dude's still allowed in the race. He had some like violation. I don't know. Yeah, I would rather, I would much rather do that. Play around with some alt lines there. I wish, I wish I knew, you know, I wish I knew basketball better so that I could sit and bet that. Because I don't really like betting hockey, to be perfectly honest, you know. Um, and now that football's over, it gets a little bit more difficult for me. Like it's funny, we were just in Vegas for a week. I didn't lay a single dime down on 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 any games or anything because it, it, it was just, you know, it's it's college basketball, NBA, NHL. And then, you know, obviously you can go and bet on anything, but there's nothing there's nothing in season that I feel strongly about. So like that's, you know, like I, I think some people would think that it's completely weird that I'm at a, a gaming conference and I didn't lay a single bet down while I was in Vegas. I didn't either. I mean, I was uh, I was talking to John and Pemba about this. They didn't have they don't have a lot of player props there. And, you know, just based on the time too and the conference, I didn't really have a lot of time to kind of look at the NBA stuff. It's just weird. I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, it's almost four o'clock. The NBA is about to start. I'm just so not used to it. You are. You're in that time zone. So you're used. I was like, oh, shit, it's so weird. And everything's over by like 1030. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm used to staying up like one, one thirty watching games. So it was a little weird for me. Um, 
and yeah, and I, I there was one night I was like on so many player props and I couldn't bet any of them. It absolutely sucked. And here, here's another thing too. Um, Thursday night after our dinner, I was looking at the NBA three point shooting contest. At that time, Luke Kennard was plus nine hundred. I'm like, oh shit! But I couldn't bet it because I'm not in Jersey. He wound up being the favorite by the time I came home at plus four thirty. I was like, what? Because he's from Ohio. He's a great three-point shooter. I don't know if the previous game had anything to do with it. He was eight and nine from three-point range. And I had to come home and get plus 430. Well, he didn't win. He made the finals. Carl Anthony Towns was the la- the longest shot to win at plus 1,300. He fucking won. Damn. A fucking seven-foot big man won the three-point contest. I was like, What? <laughs> oh man, I picked I, I put my money on three. Fred Van Fleet, Desmond Bain, and Luke Kennard. And Kennard made the finals and uh just didn't get it done. So Towns won it. So, but yeah, just that's how quick. Like I think because I guess is no one really knows in these contests, right? You're kind of coming up with all these theories, but like no one really knows. But it was amazing because I was talking to to Ed Ross about it, because I think he's a he watches the Clipper. I don't know if he's a Clippers fan or watching them. I was like, yeah, I like Kennard, plus 900. I'm going to put some money on that. I come home, it's plus 430. I'm like, wait, what? In one day. <laughs> you know, couldn't you, I mean, couldn't you have bet that on your phone from there in Vegas? No, you can't because it picks up you're not in Jersey. Picks up that you're, oh, betting it on DK Sportsbook. Right. And, uh, and obviously DFS is not legal in Vegas. Now, when I was in New York and I placed a bet, it shows that I placed the bet in New York. I can now because it's legal, but it's weird. I'm like, wait, I don't see my bet being settled, but I see the money in my account as a drop-down menu, New Jersey, New York. So if I'm in New York, I don't know if that's for tax purposes. So you, you got to pay tax in New York, if you, I guess, which is worse. So make sure I don't bet in New York as much. Yeah, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. So DK Sportsbook, yeah, you can't. Is it it's it's all draft kit? Yeah, you could have yeah, you should have just bet it on BetMGM or something. Don't you have an but account? But even BetMGM, it would no, BetMGM. I tried. I opened it and nope, you're not you're not in Jersey. You can't bet it. Weird. Weird. I mean, I you know, obviously there are there are laws for online betting and in-person betting, and maybe that's right. you mm-hmm. know one of the, the nuances there. Um, yeah, no, for me, it was, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, uh, I just figured I'd lose all, if I'm going to lose my money, I'm going to lose it at blackjack. And you did, I, you know, I had a, I had a really good first night there, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I was probably up like seven, 800. And then somebody came in and sat down at our table and, uh, and, and was, you know, had a little too much to drink and split tens while some, while, while a bunch of us had like a pretty strong amount of money on our on you know in front of us there um and the table just went completely downhill after that like it just spiraled out of control and i ended up uh you know i ended up giving back uh everything that i had won i had broken even that first night and then the second night that we went down there we started playing um man this dealer she was just she was real she was all sorts of crabby and shit First dealer was nice and, you know, and I was doing fine, but, you know, uh, Matt Sells lost, like he played like five hands and he lost all five of them immediately. Um, so I did better with that deal, but then they changed dealers and this girl that they brought in was, you know, 
Like you, you, you know that like obviously there was like some shit going on in her world that she, you know, was was carrying into work with her. We've talked, we've had this conversation, you and I, right? Mm-hmm. About yeah. you, you leave your shit at the front door, man. Nobody wants to see a fucking, you know, blackjack dealer who's like, it's like nobody wants to go to the bartender who's like sitting there all mopey and shit, right? Like, yeah, I get my drink, but this dude's a fucking mope. Right. So, you know, I mean, so she just, you know, but we were like, we were sitting there. It was like a bunch of us. We were in and we were out and we were, you know, and I was kind of like, you know, I was just going up and down, up and down. Then I just started to go down and we just kept talking and instead of moving. And yeah, I don't know, man. Then I just I I lost my money and I was like, fuck. (laughs) But I mean, you know, listen, I go to Vegas and I'm, you know, put a certain amount away and I say, I can lose this. If I lose this, then, you know, so be it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Like I figure I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll piss it away somewhere else, whether I'm like buying drinks or, you know, food or whatever, you know, I'll, uh, I'll do that. I consider that like, you know, like money, if I win, well, then it's great. Then, you know, the trip's paid for, but I was already getting a free room and a whole lot of free food and drinks. So, I really wasn't that concerned. I really was not that concerned. Hey, got me out of Valentine's Day, didn't it? Good for you. Conference? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's so funny, right? I was talking to, I can't remember who I was talking to at the conference about. It was on Monday night. I think it might have been in Pemba because, uh, you know, he just got engaged, right? And so he was like, but he, he like totally spaced that it was Valentine's Day and uh, and his girl was uh, was just giving him shit about it. Not like, you know, crazy stuff, but she was like giving him some shit about it. Um, and I said, I was like, dude, I was like, Pfft. I was like, Deb doesn't get a card. She doesn't care. Deb doesn't get, you know, she knows that it's a work trip. I got to go and I got to deal with that. And, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, like they're cool with it. Right. They're, they're understanding when, when they're understanding. Yeah, you know your your friend that you were with, right? That you uh, that you were hanging out with at the uh, at the conference, right? You it was, it was Valentine's Day, and who were you sitting next to talking to? Me and Pemba, right? Shout out for the cool women who understand that Valentine's Day is a total bullshit holiday and and is a colossal waste of time. It really is. It's commercialism at its finest. Oh. Like most holidays, selling gifts and cards and jacking up the price for flowers and jacking up the price for a meal, the same meal that you can get like a hundred bucks. You got to pay three fifty four, and they don't give you as much. Um, and you know, to me, you should show appreciation and love for the person you're with every day. It shouldn't be this one holiday where you have to go all out and fucking spend more money than you need to. You know, it's just, it's to me, it's ridiculous. I've never been a big totally. fan, never totally. been Listen. a big fan of it. Greeting cards are the biggest scams around. Like yeah. you know, and listen, I know that that Seinfeld did a bit on it, but I'm, I've I've always felt that way. I'm spending four ninety nine for a, a folded piece of paper. Yeah, that you're gonna fucking throw away. I mean, how many I, cards have you kept in your life, man? Like not well. I I, I throw keep, some I, in a I keep them around for like a day or two, right. and then I'm like, ah, I need room on the counter here. I gotta throw this shit away. Doesn't matter. Like, like what are my what are my doorman sends me a thank you card every year after giving him like his tip around the holidays. For what, man? I don't need this shit. Like just well, tell no, me no, thank no. You. See, the thank you card, that's fine. You don't have to save it though. You just throw it away, right? That's it's what I'm thing. saying. So it's a waste. Just tell me thank you. That's all I need to hear. I don't need to see it written on a card. Like, 
you know, yeah, I put it in a draw and then a couple months later, I'm like, oh, what is this shit? And then I'll start throwing them out. Like, you know, I know there's certain cards, whatever, that are that are that you might keep. But like, yeah, it's just it's a waste of money, man. Like there's so many things in life that are a waste. Flowers. Oh, my God. I know once in a while. Fine. But there's such a waste of money. You're going to keep that shit for a few days and then. They hey, oh, oh, wait, wait. My wife, she works in a flower shop. Oh, my God. Right? Flowers are great. Shannon, put, edit that out. Putting food in my belly, Adam. My bad. I mean, yeah, flowers are great. Not for me, but for women. Adam, yeah, they're they're phenomenal. But that's actually that's a, her working part time over there. It's a friend of ours who uh, who owns this flower shop. My wife's, you know, since COVID, we you know we closed down the club. Um, you know, she's been you know she's been dog walking, but she's like you know helping out part time over there. And that's the best thing for me, also too. I'm like, well, I'm gonna get her flowers. She works at a fucking flower shop. <laughs> I would make like, a yeah, call. Use your discount. Get flowers you like. They're from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honey, do you get an employee discount? But that's another funny thing. Is like you know, it's at the end of the day, and like her, you know, uh, her her boss, our friend Kathy, is like, oh, Dad, take some flowers home with you. She comes home with flowers on a regular basis. What? I'm going to give her flowers for fucking Valentine's Day? No, no, no. You know what I offered her for Valentine's Day? Right, right before I left for Vegas, I just, you know, let me show who. I mean, let me tell you who I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the best ten seconds of your life, right now. <laughs> Relish every second. <laughs> every second. Oh man! All right, so. Whew. All right, well, we're on the all right. So, all right, well, we did so Super Bowl, and now we just did our Valentine's Day rant. And now we can go to the next day, Allegiant Stadium, dude. How baller is that stadium? That's the I've been showing people those pictures that I took of the um of the the Todd Marinovich paintings. Like, I'm I'm in love with those things, man. I I I want I, I want those. You want to know something for my birthday, Adam? Those paintings from uh, Allegiant Stadium. That's what I want. Yeah, it really was a phenomenal stadium, man. Uh, just everything, man. We were in the locker room. Uh, we got to go on the field. Uh, just the suites, the owner's view box. I mean, they have like these bars set up everywhere. I mean, it's just an amazing stadium, man. I mean, they really did a good job. I mean, I've been to, I haven't done a tour, but I've been to MetLife, which was supposedly a billion dollar stadium, which I find hard to believe. I mean, it's an absolute dump compared to a Legion stadium. MetLife is a shit box. MetLife cost a, well, MetLife, what, a billion dollars because of what? Is it the real estate and like Jersey? Ugh. I mean, it, yeah, it's not. I, I Look, I've been in their suites. It's pales in comparison to what they did at Legion Stadium. Well, we mind you, the, the one suite that we did go into was Al Davis's suite. Right, right? I know. Mark Davis's suite. Right. But I'm sure the other ones, we got a little glimpse of it. Sure, sure or better. That stadium blew me away, man. It really did. Like, but, I, you know, and I said this, I was making a joke to somebody who was talking about, like, getting tickets to a, to a game out there. I was like, yeah. If you're not sitting in section C-134, then why are you even going to this game? Yeah, right? and she said they were between 1,000 and 10,000, depending on the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's insanity, man. It's absolute insanity. But, I mean, listen, 
the, the, there's a nightclub in one end zone. Um, uh, on the other end zone is where they move the the field, the actual grass field in and out of the stadium. Um, the um, what was that? The Twitch Lounge? What the fuck, man? That was unbelievable. The Twitch Lounge. That would have been. That's a cool place to host a party. I'll bet. Definitely, I will say this. I do think, and I guess it's part of the culture. I think a lot of these stadiums too much away from the game and everything like again just like the super bowl if i'm going to a football game i want to watch a football game i don't need all the extra stuff i know some other people do and some people just go like because there's no damn business oh yeah we're going to a raiders game i don't really watch football but i'll sit in the lounge and drink all day okay i get it but for me again i just want to watch a football game with a good view and in comfort and that stadium definitely had it man those seats, those seats in the stadium, even the seats in the shitty sections were like all like these big plush seats. Oh, it definitely looks 100 percent VIP. I'm with you, man. You know, like, you know, if if I'm sitting there, listen, if I'm going to, a, to if I'm in Vegas, right, and it's the Raiders against the team I don't give a shit about. And, and you know, I just don't care about the game. Then I can sit and, like, hang out in the lounge and stuff like that. But I'm with you. I like to, like, hang out and just, like, watch the game itself. Um, you know, like, like I just are- I just don't get going to any sporting event if you're just not going to watch the game and you're going to socialize. Then go to a bar. Like, why do you have to – you know how many diehard people would love to go to a game that either can't afford it or can't get tickets? I mean, I know those people are not going to be like, oh, here, you're a diehard fan. Go to the game. But – I just, I don't know, man. It just, it annoys me when I see people not even watching the game, just socializing around. It just, I don't know. Again, everyone has their different view and opinion and and does what they want. But if I'm going to a game, I want to watch it. It, you know what? I mean, what you just said there, it's the same thing. I feel like, you know, when I go to a concert, right? Like I've, I've turned around at concerts to the people behind me. I'm like, why, why are you tell them at the bar afterwards? what you're thinking right now, because none of us want to fucking hear it. We want to watch the show. Right. So, you know, so I, I mean, I, I get that. I get that aspect. Yeah. I mean, but you can like, see, that's the thing is that you, you can go to the stadium and you can like, you get your seat and you can sit there. Right. If you want to get up and go socialize, that's like the whole concept of a suite and having those seats in front. Right. So you can go and sit and watch the game. If you want to socialize and hang out, you go and hang out in the suite and, you know, and, and and party or do whatever you want to do. I mean, it's just it's a matter of, you know, to some people, dude, it's like it's just it's a social event. They don't give a shit. They don't care about enough about the game. They want to, like, hang out and be social. We're just we're we're again, we're old curmudgeons, Adam. No, don't put me as an old curmudgeon. I'm not. I just you are, though. You no, are. I'm not. I'm not an old curmudgeon. I just want to watch the game. I'm a sports fan. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, if someone offers me a lap dance, I'll take it in a private suite. <laughs> but what if you're trying to watch the game, Adam? Well, again, it depends on the situation. Did you? There was video. This was like a month or two ago. This rapper Kodak Black was at a uh, hockey game and getting a lap dance from this uh, woman, and it went viral. I mean, it looked like for a second that they were kind of having sex, but they weren't. Uh, so yeah, if something like that happened. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> at a game i don't know i'd, I'd probably I'd, I'd have a little bit of stage fright there i don't know if i'd be able to do it really yeah you know i mean listen i don't i've been to strip clubs and 
getting lap dances and, and don't even get hard. I don't know. Maybe it's like the public place. Um, whatever. I wouldn't even think about it at that point. Not that it, it it's ah. probably not going to happen, but I'm just saying. Know, maybe, though, like, maybe it's, that would... it's maybe the smell of vanilla body oil and, and daddy issues doesn't turn me on enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be it. <laughs> uh, but you know what? There would be no room to. You'd have to be in, back in the suite in the Legion, or you'd have to be at like the lounge or something like that. Because still, you well, know, yeah. as comfortable I mean, as the seats do look, it does look like they pack you in there pretty tight. Oh yeah, for sure. Like most stadiums, you know, some are worse than others, obviously. But yeah, it's not a ton of room there. It would have to be in a suite. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, man, you know, it's a good thing my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, Adam. You'd get me in so much trouble. You bring this out. In I don't know if I – there's nothing I you said like that you was did. that much in trouble, though. Like, really, what, what are you going to get in trouble for? What did you say that was so egregious? Nothing. Uh, just the uh, just uh, the the, the, I, the notion of me getting a lap dance, I think. Yeah, that's past, though. We're not talking about it now. It's not like you did it. I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah, That was last week. I mean, no, no, that was. <laughs> oh, in Vegas? I didn't. Well, you outed yourself. I didn't say it. Dude, Bo- Bowden does that to me on the air. He's like, I know, Howard, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I'm like, dude, I'm with like, you know, sorry. I'm like with a pretty nerdy community of people. <laughs> that is true, man. It is definitely true. <laughs> Right. I wanted to go to the Brooklyn Bowl to catch a Galactic playing there on Wednesday night. Nobody would go with Why me. Why by yourself, though? I've had this discussion with Fenstie, man. He will never go out to eat by himself, which I find utterly ridiculous. He's like, oh, it's boring. I'm like, dude, you can fucking listen to a podcast. You can read. There's so many things. Oh, it's boring. I'm like, all right, whatever. I go out to eat by myself all the time. No problem with it. I've gone to baseball games by myself. I've never done the movies by myself. Not that I go much, but. You should have just gone like and this is for everyone. Like, don't let someone stop you from doing something you want to go. And I'm not saying that's the case with you and you'll say your piece. But if there's something you really want to do, go do it. Don't let because you have no one to go with. And I, yes, would I rather go on vacation with someone? Yes. I've never gone by myself on vacation. Maybe one day. But like the World Series, Subway Series 2000. Right. I asked people. No one wanted to spend money. I said, you know what? Fuck this, man. We might not see this again. I'm a diehard Mets fan. They're playing the Yankees. I'm going. I went to the stadium. I walked around. I couldn't find a ticket. I was almost in tears. I was about to head back to the train to go home. And I hear one guy say he had tickets. And I go, I need one. He goes, are you a cop? I go, do I look like a cop? He goes, they come in all shapes. He goes, they come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. I said, no, I'm not. I need one. And he asked for like, I don't know, 400. I said, all I got is 350. I had more though. He goes, all right, even though you're a Mets fan, fine. So I bought it for 350. My heart is beating as I'm approaching the gate. Please let this not be fake. Please let this not be fake. It wasn't I got it. I sat maybe last row, second to last row, <laughs> upper deck of Chase Stadium, and watched the game. So, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't want to go. No, fuck it, man. It was a, a lifetime. I mean, we may never see a Subway Series again. It sucked because before I even got in the seat, Derek Jeter hit a home run off Bobby Jones. That was game four. Uh, and the Mets did lose, so it sucked. But fuck that, man. I'm not, I'm not going to let... Oh, no one wants to go. I'm going. So I know that's probably not the case for you. You probably just want to find one person to go. But if you really wanted to go, you should have went. 
Um, I know. I listen. I you're talking to me. I I love going to baseball games by myself. I love going to the movies by myself. Right. I don't need to fucking talk to anybody. And I'm even at a baseball game. I, I you know I won't say anything unless like you know the, unless the conversation in the area is like mildly entertaining. But the last thing I want and you know listen it maybe might be you know snobby or whatever. But like. The last thing I want to do is get into a conversation with hometown team fans, you know, who can't like actually evaluate their own team objectively. Like, you know, I just, you know, so, so I kind of, I kind of keep quiet. I always tell my wife, I'm like, when we're out, don't, you know, like don't out me as like a sports talk radio, you know, sports talk show, you know, host, because then just people just want to just incessantly talk sports with me over and over again. And I'm like, you know, just, you know, there are times where, you know, even I just, you know, want to break from it. So I have no problem being by myself or going in. And I actually, to be perfectly honest, in most cases, I prefer it. You and I could probably go to a baseball game, Adam, and maybe say 10 words to each other. Like, like we would both be watching the fucking game. We'd cheer, we'd talk, we, but we probably wouldn't like say a whole lot to each other. And be fine with it, right? You can sit in a comfortable silence with somebody. Don't have to be talking to you the entire time because we're hanging out at a ball game. Um, but, you know, for this, it was like, I man, I love Galactic. It's a great band. And I would have no problem going to the show by myself. Um, you know, it, it just, it was because, you know, I haven't seen you in two fucking years. I haven't, I've never met John and Pemba. Worked together with him for 10 years and, and we had never met. Cells, eight years, never met. You know, it was like that kind of thing. So I want, you know, it was like, do I want to go to the show that badly or is it more important to me to, to hang with these guys who, you know, we never get a chance to hang out together? So that's why I didn't do it. Okay, good excuse. <laughs> 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 you're like john matt listen to the podcast yeah <laughs> i didn't go because i wanted to hang out with you guys well listen you know what it is what it is that's you know that's my choice i mean listen i'll have plenty of opportunities at some point or another to go see galactic um and i will be uh i'll be more than happy to do so uh you know if like if like a group of people if like more than you know two people like showed some interest and they were to the extent of like, you know, Hey, do, are we going to go to that show? Then I would have been like, all right, let me rally and, and, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, hit up my buddy uh, who was going to, you know, obviously he was going to, he was going to put us on the list, you know, and just get us in nice VIP. Um, oh, you and, didn't mention and, that. I would have went. <laughs> ah. See, <laughs> <laughs> you leave out the important, I don't, detail. I don't want you to, to, to know that you're getting like all this special treatment. I want you to go because you want to be with me, Adam. Oh, of course. I mean, we were doing <laughs> a bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, man. We spend time together every day. We do spend time together every day. No, I meant in Vegas. Each day we, we, we hung did. out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, listen to dude, I was, I was totally psyched about that. I really was. That was, you know, listen, that was why, you know, when I go to these, you know, events that we didn't have the draft or whatever, you know, I mean, I try to, I try to seek out the people who, you know, I haven't, you know, I don't, I don't normally get a chance to hang out with, but I really want to. And then there's you. <laughs> 
And so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Oh, man. All right. So... um, Oh, FSGA award ceremony. Uh, did I bomb or what? Was it okay? No, you were good. The crowd was absolutely pathetic. Crowd was bad, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, I had to like kind of get up. Well, you know what the problem was? The problem was is right before I hit the stage, everybody was like drinking Bloody Marys and, and eating, you know, their, their breakfast. I mean, I guess, let's, yeah. fa- let's face it. We're with like a whole bunch of middle-aged white dudes. What do middle-aged white dudes want to do? If they're if they're drinking Bloody Marys and they're eating food, they want to take a fucking nap afterwards. Bloody so Marys they were all like, the, you know, are one of the worst drinks ever. I had it once, never again. You don't like a good Bloody Mary? Huh? No, man. Fucking no. tomato juice? Are you fucking kidding me? Ah, I do. I See, I like it. I like it. Um, you don't like V8, do you? You don't like the vegetables? No, I don't. I just yeah, I just got right. my food. Actually, the food was pretty good for that one. Food was pretty good. I ended yeah. up getting a plate after the uh, after the uh, award ceremony there. But yeah, you had to do I was like, you know, I was like, really? We're going to everybody's going to be sitting there just like shoving food in their face and wanting to take a nap. And then I'm going to hit the stage and try and entertain these people. Like people in the front rows were 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 nice and entertaining. They were they were good 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 sports about everything. Good. So, all right, good. See, I'm glad I didn't bomb. My wife asked me. She's like, "How'd it go?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. This wasn't like you know, like doing it at like a comedy club. This wasn't like you know, like a 15 minute stand up routine. Although I tried to like play around with some people and you know work the crowd a little bit, but. Oh, yeah, and everybody was like looking for nap time. Wah, wah. Um, so yeah, so then we did that. Conference was great, and now we're back and and dealing with all the other nonsense. And you have the NBA All Star game. Like, is, did the game happen already? I know the three point happened, and I know everybody hated the. Sl- Why did everybody hate the slam dunk? What was wrong with the slam dunk? Did Kenny Skywalker not do, you know deliver? No, a lot of the dunks like took forever to attempt. They weren't very good. It's just you have you don't have the big names anymore. That's the problem, too. Um, so it was just very lackluster. Three point shooting contest was solid. I think that obviously should be the one that ends it. Uh, the all star game is Sunday night before we're recording. So, I mean, it, you know, it's going to be a ton of the over under total is 324. So that will tell you all you need to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing else on tonight. I'll probably watch it. Won't pay close attention to it, but I'll have it on. It's not like there's nothing else going on. Um, but I, I think of all the all-star games in sports, it's probably one of the better ones. Um, I mean, you know, listen, I mean, it's not like football with no tackling. It's not like hockey with no checking. Uh, you know, I mean, it's very hard for a lot of teams to play defense anyway in the NBA as it is. So. Um, you know, I mean, you'd have to expect it's just going to be nothing but like showboating and dunks and like gimmicks and alley-oops and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be all right. Nothing, you know, again, not going to bet anything on it, but I'll just have it on in the background and, and that's it. And then play resumes on Thursday. And then play resumes. Yeah, oh, Thursday. Yeah, 
they need three days of non-playing in order to like really uh yeah i mean they, they actually have played the majority of the season this is kind of late for the all-star break like teams have played like what's 58 60 games for some teams oh, okay yeah they're yeah 59 for the heat and bulls 58 for the sixers so yeah i mean they've gone more than halfway through the season already i mean the season ends in another uh less than two months Less than two months. Oh, yeah, that is season. that is late for an All Star game. Then I would mm-hmm. say, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. What the hell are you gonna do for yourself Monday, Tuesday, and what? I guess we're gonna have to do some uh, some baseball stuff here, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll be doing baseball prep, working on baseball articles. Still have radio shows and um, do an NBA futures on Wednesday for picks wise. So Ooh. yeah, there's still there's still plenty to do. All right. All right. Um, you know what we got to do here? We got to take a quick time out here. We got to, you know, pay homage to our uh, our illustrious sponsors. Uh, but then when we'll come back, we'll uh, we'll recap what what what's left uh, of this conversation. So uh, stick around. Adam and I will be right back. All right, so, man, I still can't believe Thursday. Really? Thursday. Thursday. Um, so, MLB, let's, uh, let's, let's touch on that. Let's, let's deal with that because supposedly, um, what, 15-minute meeting this past week, um, but supposedly there's, they're, they're getting together throughout this week or they're saying they're getting together throughout this week. Um, what's your, uh, what's your, uh, on a score, a scale of one to 10, what's your level of optimism knowing that they've already pushed off a uh, spring games past March 5th? I guess six, um, you know, it's the urgency is going to start to kick in now because I guess what, another seven, eight days, then the start of the season gets pushed back. So mm-hmm. definitely up against it for sure. Um, trying to remain a little optimistic here. Um, and we have drafts coming up. I know the mixed league uh, labor draft is this Tuesday. I'm not in that one. And then we have our labor drafts uh, in two weeks. So it's going to be challenging, especially for you in a mono league where we don't even know where Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, Michael Conforto, Clayton Kershaw, where these guys are going to be, man. That just makes it more challenging, especially in a mono league. So you hope that an agreement comes to obviously up until March 5th, everything is delayed. So look, we've been over it, how dumb these guys are and they're already losing fans. So you just hope that they come to their senses and figure things out. I mean, they don't even need to come to a complete agreement, just enough. I mean, where the owners can say, all right, let's, let's play ball. You would like to see that. No doubt. No doubt. Is the draft on Tuesday, is it an auction or is it just a snake draft? It's a snake draft. Okay. Which all right. A little bit easier, but you know, you still have challenging decisions, you know, because you're like, well, um, where is this player gonna be? What park? Where's the lineup? Where is he gonna hit? So well, yeah, and that's that's the thing. I mean, so over 150 free agents are sitting out there right now. I actually I just started um uh working out this morning. The first uh first article pop out this week. It's just looking at the 
top five free agent, unsigned free agents at each position. Um, and I mean, listen, you know, there, there, there aren't a lot of big names out there. I mean, there, there are some big names out there, like Freddie Freeman, like you said, Anthony Rizzo um, at first base, um, Wilson Ramos behind the plate. You've got eh, there's not really anybody big at second base who's out there, but you got Chris Bryant and Seager and VR. You know, at third, you got Correa and Story. Which Seager? Kyle Seager. He retired. Did he retire officially? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm almost sure. Uh, Let me double check that. I thought I saw that like a few years. Yeah, he retired about a month ago. Oh, okay. So there you go. Well, then cross him off. (laughs) This guy's dead. Cross (laughs) him off. Correa, Story, Schwarber, Rosario. Yeah, there's still Castellanos. Yeah, there's some good players there, man. Soler. Um, Yeah, dude, Carlos Rodon, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Greinke. They're all still floating around out there, too. So it's, it's not a lot of guys at one position in particular, but there's definitely enough that are uh, – that it's still – Especially, like you said, in a mono league, that's that's going to be the the pain in the ass. I'm like, you know, wouldn't you? Don't you want them to push that draft back, or you don't care? I, I'm at this point right now, and maybe it's because I've been a commissioner so many times through so many different things that I've just basically deferred to Steve Gardner and say, whatever you want to do, I'm fine with. Just you know, we're all in the same boat. None of us, it's not a keeper league, so it's not like we have any kind of an advantage. We all have the same auction dollars going in. We all, we're all incurring the same risk. You know, it's like, do we bid on Freddie Freeman or Carlos Correa? Um, I, you know, I, I think that, that he did came up with some sort of rules where they're like leaving out like the top 10 free agents and there's going to be another auction later on for something silly like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just waiting for the email from Gardner to come out and say, this is exactly what we're doing so that I can make the preparations for it. Right. I don't need to be in the uh, in the in the thick of the conversation. I don't you know, I'm not the commissioner here. It's not my responsibility. Um, I'm here to play. And so you just tell me what my rules are and I'll I'll abide by them. You know, Okay. yeah, that's fair. Like I set my home league draft date and I just said, as of now, these are the deadlines pending the lockout, you know, so it allows me the flexibility to push it back. Like if they say, oh, we're not starting till April 25th, then I'll be like, all right, try and do it a week or two before that. Right. But yeah, I mean, as if you play in so many leagues, it can be difficult. So it depends on the league to set up the buy-in and all that, I guess. Yeah. Now, have you do I, have you started draft champions yet? Yeah, completed one and in the middle of one now that's like in round 35, I believe. OK, and those are those are just draft and hold, right? Yeah, you just draft your team and you set your lineup every week NFBC rules. So you could change your hitters on Friday. Pitchers are set early in the week. Did you see any kind of like real change in ADP for some of these unsigned free agents or it's they're big enough names that you fucking just draft them anyway. 
Um, yeah, they're kind of going in the same spot. I did take Freddie Freeman. I had third pick overall out of 15 teams, uh, sharing the team with Brian Ambos. And we started Tatis and Freddie Freeman. He fell to the late second round. So, I mean, to me, he's a guy that it really doesn't matter where he plays. And if he somehow goes to Yankee stadium, holy shit. Uh, so, um, I think it's more, I mean, even, okay. So like Trevor story went in the third round of this draft, uh, you know, that's a guy where, yeah, cores helped him, but you also do see some of these guys leave Colorado and still do well, because I think there is a big adjustment where it could be difficult. You know, you're so used to not seeing the break on pitches and cores and you go on the road. Or you're not used to, it. I think once you get out of cores, maybe um, it's a little different. And story still has the skill set. Maybe he's not a 35 homer guy, but he could be 25 homers, 15, 20 steals. And, and as long as he does a good lineup, still put up good counting stats. Um, Castellanos, I guess is a guy that's kind of, little tricky. You want to see where he goes, but he's been going fifth, sixth round. I mean, I guess Conforto is kind of tough, right? Because, you know, he's kind of had one big year. OBP has been good, but you know, that park really does hurt him. Um, so yeah, I mean, for some guys, it's just, you're like, you either just say, oh, I'm just going to pass like Conforto went in the 15th round of this one. Um, well, see, I would take him. I would take him there. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, yeah. Oh, Nelson—that's a good playing. one. Nelson Cruz, like, where's he? And like, I mean, now right. that there'll be a DH and NL, it opens up more spots. But he went around thirteen. Huh. Now, look, I think we've been saying the same thing about Nelson Cruz every year. All right, he's getting older; he's going to come back down. And At we some saw, point, the wheels are going to fall off the wagon, right? At some right. point, and he's only eligible at DH, which hurts. There's fewer players this year that are only eligible at DH. Um, I mean, Cruz is now 41, turns 42 July 1st. Um, uh, very minor things that we're seeing with him, but he still had 32 homers, 86 RBIs, did bat 265, so average was down from recent seasons. But the OPS was 832. It was the lowest mark uh, since, what, like 2012. So we did see some slight, but still a very good player. Um, but you do worry, like, okay, at some point, or is this David Ortiz that he's just going to smash until he retires? So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I'm noticing, I don't know if you see the yards, definitely in FPC closures are pushed way up. Now, again, these are draft champions leagues where you cannot make moves. You cannot go to the waiver wire to add someone. But my goodness, man, um, Josh Hader went, you're not going to believe this, seventh overall. Come on. Yeah. And really? Liam Hendricks, 17th overall. Um, Rossell Iglesias went in the second round. Um, third round saw, was there another, Emmanuel Classe and Ryan Presley go. So people are pushing closers way up in this format. I get their reasoning. It's, well, there's a very few jobs where we know that are for sure guaranteed. And I want to get the short thing. But at the same time, with saves being spread around, you don't need as many to compete. So um, I'm not pushing them up like crazy. I think the I man took Corey Knebel in round eight. You know, he should close for the Phillies. His velocity was up last year. He looked good. Um, it's just tough for me to take them in the first three, four rounds. I mean, Kenley Jansen, who's a free agent, went in round four. Or Oldest Chapman, round four. Edwin Diaz, round four. These are 15-team leagues. So that's the one thing I'm noticing. People are really going after their closes. And I, again, I see their side to it in this format. I don't think you do it in leagues with uh waiver wire. Cause obviously guys will pop up, but 
if you look at the guys that are kind of, okay, who has a job, man, there's very few, man. You get to some teams and you have no clue. Like you're looking at three, four guys. We know Tampa spreads it out, you know? So I see both sides to it, but I, I just, it's hard for me to invest the pick that early. God, you know, it's so funny. My first ar- magazine article that got published in like one of the big draft guides was um, 2000, going into the 2011 season. Um, I did an article for the fantasy baseball guide, you know, uh, Peter Kreitzer, those guys. Um, and, and the first article I did was about closers and how they're, it's, you know, the value of a closer, you know, in a, in a rotisserie league uh, is more than just saves, right? And, you know, I talk about, you know, whip and ERA and, and, you know, what the innings pitched are and comparisons to like, you know, back end starters or mid, you know, mid mid tier starters and, and, you know, what th- their impact is versus that of a closer and, you know, whatever. And that was, you know, I, that was, it was crazy. Like during that time period, there were people that were like, you invest in closers early, you know, like Derek Van Riper was like notorious doing drafts, um, you know, around that time frame where he's like, where he's double tapping the closers in like rounds five and six, and people are like, holy shit, did you just fucking see that? DVR took two fucking closers. Oh my god. Like, like that's like the impression that it put. And then you know, it was like it was either that you were you were enamored with that strategy, or you were like, oh, I'm not paying anything for a closer. And you know, you just you 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 pick up the scraps at the bottom. So it's so funny to see them being pushed up now granted yes it's draft and hold and and you can't make waiver moves and stuff like that but you know i mean even these top guys they're not locks i'm sorry ricell iglesias is not a lock to keep the closer job all year will he start off with it sure I, a couple of years ago Corey knebel was like you know a guy that you wanted right you gotta draft him gotta draft him and he was like he was going pretty uh you know i, I would say in like, you know, like your standard 12 to 15 team league, he was going in, you know, like right around like round six or seven. Like he was like one of the f- first closers coming off the board um, a few years ago and 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 he got hurt. I mean, it's just, you know, so you, you deal with. So it's just funny to see people push up closers that much. Seventh overall for Hader. I mean, I love the guy, but. <sighs> seventh yeah, and, overall and Bo Bichette was on the board yeah I don't, I don't understand that um but I don't understand that, that. that team took six pitchers out of their first seven picks and two closers again I will say there's definitely different ways to win no doubt about it um but I mean, my biggest weakness last year in tout was saves, and I still won the league. Again, that's one league. You know, it's obviously there's outliers everywhere, but um, yeah, I mean, the closers are that's what I've seen in the two DCs and other DCs is that the closers are getting pushed way up. And again, I think it's a product to them. I want to see if that changes once all the free agents sign, and then we get maybe a more for some teams. Obviously, there's still going to be. There won't be clarity for some teams who their closer is. Um, but once like, okay, where does Kenley Jansen go? Is he back with the Dodgers? Because Blake Trinan is a guy now that people are drafting, thinking, all right, if Kenley's gone, he's going to close. He went around 10. If Kenley goes back, that pick not going to be as good right now. So 
That is the challenge right now. Really, to me, you have the really diehards drafting right now, right? The people in the industry, um, the high stakes players, and just people who love, maybe they only play fantasy baseball. They're drafting now. So they're probably doing a lot of drafts. And they're like, okay, you know, I could try different things. Um, but I think the casuals probably are not drafting yet. And then there are some people who are going to be like, well, I'm just going to wait until they come to an agreement. So you will see, a, you're going to see huge shifts in, in ADPs uh, once an agreement happens and then these free agents sign. Yeah, well, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I'm just kind of looking at it right now. All right, Iglesias with the Angels. He'll start off the season there. Presley with the Astros. We've seen him do it there before. But you got Hector Norris, who's still hanging out there. No, uh, it's going to be Presley. Presley was really I good. I know. The A's have Lou Trevino. And I don't even know if he's the closer. I know. Nobody They could him. sign someone, too. I mean, Jay's I know they kind of re- Yeah. Go ahead. You can say, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. I know they're kind of rebuilding, and there's talk about them trading Olsen and Chapman. But, I mean, Trevino looks like the guy now, but he's not a lock. No, he looked great last year. I tell you that he definitely did. I had um, God, who for a little bit. He, he he was shaky late in the year because he was my close rent out. <laughs> uh, Jordan Romano in Toronto, Will Smith in Atlanta, Hater in Milwaukee, Giovanni Gallegos. I don't even think he's a lock to close. They've been really reluctant to put him in that closer role. Right. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with how the back end of the rotation looks and whether or not Alex Reyes is going to pop into the rotation. If he doesn't pop into the rotation, I don't know why they don't just fucking have Alex Reyes close. Well, he was terrible in the second half last year. His biggest issue has always been walks and he was terrible in the second half. So, but yeah, I mean, they, they could bring someone in. Um, so yeah, I mean, and people are true. Some people are drafting guy who says, oh, yeah, it's definitely his job. Should he have the job? Yes. But remember, it's not just only about skills. It's the manager's decision. The manager could go, hey, I want Gallegos in a high leverage situation. I want to use him in the seventh. I want to use him in the eighth. So, you know, I, but that's part of the reason why you're seeing the elite guys pushed up. Like, well, they have the job. And then once you get past, I don't know, 10th or 11th, who's the closer? Does he have the job? Like Craig Kimball right now. He's going in round nine. He went first pick around nine in my draft. He's still on the White Sox. Everyone's like, well, he's going to get traded, but he hasn't been yet. And where is he getting traded to? Yeah. Back to the Cubbies, man. They only got Rowan Wick sitting there. Yeah, I mean. I actually like Rowan Wick. That's another team. Really don't know. I mean, again, could it be Wick? Sure. But they could acquire someone. Um, maybe it's Cody Hoyer. I mean. Hmm? It's tough. I mean, for a lot of these teams, Tampa, they use 75 guys. People are drafting Kidridge as he's the guy, but Red Sox, who's closing? Matt Barnes was terrible last year to close. They didn't even put him on the postseason roster. Is it going to be Garrett Whitlock? I mean, I, I did draft Whitlock in a league like late, hoping that he would close, but it's a lot of situations where we're just, just not sure who's going to close. Yeah. Tell me who's closing on the Giants. No clue. Well, people, this is interesting because people are drafting Doval as he's the guy. And it's like, okay, he was great at the end of last season, but, and he's got great stuff, but his walk rate is a problem. And Jake McGee was good most of the last year. I mean, McGee was a guy that I was on. That's the guy I wanted. And he was phenomenal, you know, tailed off towards the end. Um, But that's the thing. People are drafting Doval like, oh yeah, he's the guy. Like, uh, 
are we sure about this? Like, you really feel confident? <laughs> like, he went in the ninth round um, in my draft. Like, now we could look back and go, wow, that was a great pick, man. Or we could look back and be like, wow, uh, it's not him. Um, again, great stuff, but we saw him do it for a small period of time. Um, and, you know, he allowed four homers in 27 innings in a regular season. And, you know, he walked nine, but people remember, oh, 33.9% strikeout, right? He looks so good, great stuff. Sure. But, you know, and he had the throws about 98, got the good slider. That's great. But we did not see it for a long period of time. And he had a history of very high walk rates in the minor league. So why are we so confident that the 27 innings we saw in a regular season means, all right, he's the guy, you know? And I know McGee, basically a fastball guy. But he was good for most of the year last year. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. I'm scrolling. Th- I'm just scrolling through depth charts right now, and I'm looking at a bunch of these names. We're, we might have to. We might have to dedicate just an entire show to closers and just kind of like hash it out. Who's go- who's like build the like build the closer chart, right? Like you know your your top group are the most you know secure, possibly the most secure. Down to the 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 very, you know, ass of the <laughs> of the closers role there, and try and figure out who's going to do it. who's closer for the Mariners. Is it going to be Steckenrider? Or oh, dude, they, they oh my god, they have so many guys that could close. Don't forget, Tim Giles. Tim Giles coming back, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and all the like Steckenrider, Seawald, Castillo, and Giles. Like, good luck trying to pick who's closing there. Oh, remember when Steckenrider was actually good with the Marlins? God, mm-hmm. That dude went to shit fast, and then he bounced back, and now it's like uh, I don't even know. I mean, I, I would even know. I would think it's Giles if he's healthy because they paid him, but who knows? I don't. I'm gonna have to go through it. I'm gonna have to go through it. I need a CBA. Give me a CBA. Give me an end of a lockout date so we can get on with this stuff. Holy cow! So much to do, so much to deal with. I gotta start dealing with the uh, with the the cheat sheet, right? Fucking almost the end of February. Gotta get that cheat sheet out. Get everybody ready to go for their best ball drafts and fun stuff like that. Um, all right. Whew. So much more to talk about here, Adam. There's so much more to talk about. So I'm gonna we're gonna leave it for 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 the week here, right? Welcome. This is our welcome back. This is like, all right, we got a whole bunch shitload of stuff to say about a whole shitload of different things and whatnot. And uh, and and we'll we'll be more we'll be a lot more organized during the course of the week. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Oh my god! Got to catch that end of the Daytona 500 here. I think it's almost over, right? Um, yeah, it usually ends around 6.30 or so. So let me see. I didn't bet on it. Um, I wonder, uh, usually, like I said, there's a long shot. Let me, I had, I didn't have it on. You had it on? I'm going to turn it on now. No, there's there's nine laps to go. Okay. And nine laps to go. Eric Jones is in first. Kevin Harvick, Ricky Stenhouse. I don't know. Eric. I know the other guys, Eric Jones. He must've been a long shot, right? He couldn't have been up there. I know. Probably a, a relative long shot. Yeah. I mean, I know Harvick is usually good. And Stenhouse I heard of. So, 
fucking working with Scott Engel all those years. You fucking learn these names. Right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, you got Matt Sells dealing with yeah. that also. Uh, it looks like I'm actually going to hit on uh, one of the props that uh, that I, I one of the prize pick things. I used his uh, Austin Sindrick and, uh, and Chris Boucher. Uh, I just need each one of them to get more than 16 and a half points. They're both in the top 10 right now. So it just needs to hold for that to uh, to actually happen. Could My you DFS watch NASCAR for could you watch NASCAR for four hours? Uh, dude, I can't watch NASCAR for four minutes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't listen. I can't watch NASCAR. I can't watch golf either. Golf does nothing for me. I will say this about golf. If it's the final day and it's close to the end, I could watch it during the pandemic when nothing was on. I actually watched on a Sunday for two hours because I had money on it, though. If I don't have money on it, it's like, but golf is, I've bashed it over the years. It's actually, I can't watch it for four days. Lisa Ann does. I can't believe she does that shit. I just don't believe it, but she says she does. I can't watch it four days. Maybe on a Sunday playoff close match you know i'll see buzz on twitter i'll be like all right i'll tune in if there's nothing else important on like a day like today if it was really tight i'm like all right i'll put it on there's no basketball on no baseball going on so all right fine if i'm home i'll I'll do it but um not for four days but golf it's such a difficult sport that i i can't appreciate it at least i've grown a little appreciation for it uh but yeah i can't watch it for like six hours a day just can't yeah it's not even something I like to do in real life. Like, you know, oh, me neither. Sit there to go I like on like a golf. golf outing or something I like, like mini that. golf. Mini golf is fun. I love it. Mini golf. Sure. Why not? That's. Yeah. But it's not real golf. <laughs> it's not real golf. No, it's not even close. But like, I mean, I've gone, I've played real golf before. It just, it doesn't, you know, I'm. And the funny thing is, I'm actually okay at it. Right. Like, I'm not, you know, a superstar or anything like that, but. You know, I, I can hold my own if I'm going and playing 18, right? I've never I, played a hole of golf in my life. See, I could drive it down the fairway. I've got an okay short game, whatever the case may be. But you know what? It just doesn't do anything for me. It's not like it doesn't get it doesn't get competitive juices flowing for me. I don't like to bet it um, because I just you know what? I don't follow it. Like I, you know, I, I'll look at some of the names and whatever and you know I'll, I'll like read drew phelps's playbook but you know in in the end what does that really do? is is it doing anything for me if i don't even follow the sport or watch it as it's happening like to me then i you know i just i don't do it baseball game i don't give a fuck who's playing i'll watch the game yeah. right football it's pretty much that same point also i don't care who's playing i'll just watch the game Right. And and enjoy it. And I'll bet, you know, I can bet on that game. Um, I can get more enjoyment out of watching basketball, even though I don't follow the sport very much. I don't have to I don't even have to bet it to just sit and watch a basketball game and just, you know, you know, enjoy what, you know, what I'm seeing, appreciate what I'm seeing. I don't know why golf just doesn't NASCAR and golf. They just don't fucking do it for me. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. And I feel bad. I feel bad. I want to enjoy it more, but it's just too much. You know what it is? I'll tell you what the problem is for me, Adam, is that, you know, baseball and football and the amount of work that I have to put into both. I know. Because that's those sports kind of overlap. 
Like, you know, you was, I don't know how you, how you fit basketball into that. I don't know either. I'm trying to figure out that maybe it's a problem in there somewhere that it's becoming more <laughs> difficult to do. <laughs> well, it is to be honest, because I'm doing so much more NBA betting now that takes time every single day. Like if you're just doing a, a seasonal NBA draft, one league, okay, fine. And you know, I don't play a lot of DFS anymore. So the betting, it just takes so much time every day. So that's really what's cutting in to baseball right now for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, which is why you see a lot of people only do one sport in this industry. Oh, football, it's so hard. Yeah, okay, stop. I don't want to hear it. Right. And the funny thing is, is that they they cover football, but they don't even know the X's and O's of football. No. Like, you, you oh, could ask them. Rounds. Yeah, what are you doing today? You cover football. What the fuck are you doing right now? Oh, I'm looking at the combine and I'm looking at these players in the draft. Okay, you need seven months to do this? Oh, yeah, dude. It's it, no, no. It, it, I mean, you, got, me. you guys spend all that time doing this shit and I'm still kicking your ass. Right. Well, that's the thing. You know why? Because you probably know what zone blocking is. You probably know what to look for when a guard pulls from one side of the fucking line to the other. That's the problem with the majority of the fantasy football community is that they don't know. They don't know the intricacies of, of, of coaching and blocking schemes and, you know, and, and what happens there. Like, that's the thing. That's what kind of kills me the most sometimes when I see, you know, just bullshit analysis out there. And I'm like, you really like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, this is going to be like, it's going to be like that dinner that we had at Virgil's in Vegas, right? Where y'all just start baiting me into saying mean things about people. We don't need to bait you. You just say mean things. No, I only, I don't need <laughs> to be baited by that, about that one person. Yeah. I've noticed. All I need is just the name mentioned to me and I, and I, it sets me off. Well, I'm sorry. He's such a douche. <laughs> you know, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, you know, I mean, I'd love to listen. If people said that about me, I'd probably like try to correct it. Right. If I like heard like, yo, dude, people fucking hate you, Bender. People think you're a fucking douche. Right. Then I'd be like, hmm, maybe there's something to change about me and my personality and stuff like that. But unless people are saying that shit behind my back, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing I'm, I'm doing. This person here. This person's been called a douche by so many people, and yet he still just is is douchey. Don't get me started, Adam. I'm Don't not. get me started. I didn't bring it up. You did, so. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody tried bringing that up at the dinner on Thursday night, too, and I was like, I'll do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to get baited into it again. Oh, I wasn't. I didn't hear that part. We were kind of, we were a little far from each other at the table for for that dinner. So we didn't really get to have the same conversations much. No, <laughs> you got the earful at Virgil's the night before anyway. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it, people. I'm not saying it. you can just you can you can take a guess. You can hazard a guess. Go back into into Howard's world what was like seven years ago, maybe five, six years ago. I don't know. In any event, all right, yeah, now, now we're getting out of here because I'm basically going to get in trouble here, and I don't want to get in trouble. Um, so I will just say to everybody, thank you so much for uh, for uh, being here for the uh, Adam and Howard return show. 
And uh, like I said, throughout the week, we're going to have uh, a little bit more structure. We'll do talk some NBA futures. Adam's got that article coming out. Uh, I'm going to be diving into a lot more uh, fantasy baseball stuff. So we're going to have all of that, plus the guide, um, everything you could possibly want. We got you covered here over at Fantasy Alarm. So for Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Better. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.